Hello, everyone, and welcome to Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noah Wagner, and we are back once again, uh, excited to talk about what we're talking about today. Um, as is a something that we do on this podcast, often we'll take something that Pastor Shelley has taught or is going to teach, and we'll kind of break it down a little bit more in depth here on the podcast, and that's what we're doing today. We're taking the text that uh, Pastor Shelley preached on Sunday, and we're just going to talk about it a little bit more in detail. Um, So you can check out that sermon online if you go to fbbonifay.com or our Facebook or YouTube and and watch that sermon, but we're going to break it down today, Pastor Shelley. So how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be back uh, for the podcast. I hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm doing really great. Glad to be back. Yes. Yeah, we're going to look today at the cost of following Jesus uh, Luke nine mm-hmm. in a series we're doing a a to the the series title is called the road to redemption the road all the way to the cross and as Jesus uh, is moving closer and closer to Jerusalem for his last visit as a man mm-hmm. as a man he's going to come back but next time he comes to Jerusalem you know he's going to be king right. Jesus he's going to with all of his glory so as we're walking along this road with him. Uh, we're at the point where people are starting to leave. The crowds are getting thinner. Uh, the pews are getting empty. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just uh, moving away from Jesus at this point. And so Jesus addresses that in kind of um, in a teachable moment with a few people. Yeah. In Luke chapter 9, uh, Jesus, like you said, t- talks about the cost of following him. And we're going to read it in just a second. But the question that we're going to ask is what is the biggest cost of following Jesus? The biggest cost of following Jesus is putting him first and making every area of your life second, Mm -hmm. second to Christ. That's the big question, and today we're going to break that down. Yeah. So Luke chapter 9, 57 through 62 says this, As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Wow, what a powerful passage. If you take it from uh, face value, Noah, uh, first of all, you say, well, if I'm going to be a disciple of Christ, I'm going to have nowhere to lay my head. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be at my father's funeral. Right. And I'm not going to be able to even say goodbye to my wife and children. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just a um, on the surface. If right. you dig down, there's a little more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe Jesus is attacking having a bed right, or, or going to a funeral mm-hmm. to a loved one, or he's not attacking family either. Right. So what is he saying? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, we'll flesh that out today. The first, the first thing is the first thing that needs to be second if we're going to be a follower of Christ, the first thing that needs to be second is your walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
in in this passage, there's there's three different kind of replies that Jesus gives. There's three different people uh, that that come up and and either they speak to Jesus or Jesus confronts them first, and then they come with some response and Jesus answers what their response is. And so in that first one, it's it's verse fifty seven fifty eight. They were walking along the road. A man said, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. And so we're talking about your walk. And so what does that mean? What is your walk? Well, first of all, of the three statements to men, this was the most positive one. I Mm -hmm. mean, you see faith in this guy. He says, hey, he said, I'll follow you wherever you go. Right. Very positive statement. Jesus's response is a little bit on the negative side, again, saying, hey, if you're going to follow me, you need to realize I have no place for you to lay your head. Uh, a fox has a hole. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a hole in the ground. No. He says a fox has a hole. Birds have a nest. I, I'm scared of height, <laughs> and I believe I'd roll out of that nest. I don't want to be in a tree. Right. But the Son of Man has no place. Right. So the first thing that we need to commit to the Lord is our our walk. In other words, we repent of our sins, turn from this world and the things of this world, the comforts of this world, and the sin of this world. Mm-hmm. We turn away from it and we start following, walking with Jesus. So our what we want to do, where we want to go, all of a sudden all that becomes second. Right. And he becomes first. Another thing, sanctification. All of a sudden, uh, what we want to do, mm-hmm. what we want to say, how we want to respond, um, what we want to, what we wear, uh, what restaurants we enter, what places we go, all of a sudden, that has to be second. Right. Based on the word of God. Right. And there's a responsibility for followers of Christ to reflect. Uh, the the values of Christ in what you do right. and what you say and how you live. And so yeah. that's that part of sanctification where Jesus is transforming us to look more like him. Well, that sometimes means sacrificing some desires that we may have yes. and walking with Jesus. Yeah, there's some things that are not morally wrong that maybe that we have to put second and say, you know, it's probably not good for me to do that right. because I want to reflect Christ I, I want to look like Christ, and mm-hmm. looking like Christ is sanctification. Right. And so we do everything possible that we don't cause anyone to stumble, mm-hmm. or we don't want anything to harm our witness. So we put all that second and put Christ first. Right. Another area is our calling. Um, you know, our high schoolers are about getting ready to graduate in May. Right. You know, and they have all these plans go to college, go here, go do that. All our plans need to be second to the calling that Christ has on our life. Right. So all you put the, your, your, your repentance, your sanctification, your calling, you put all of that over here and, and you make sure that everything's second and Christ is first. That's when I say your walk has to be second. That's what I mean. Right. Uh, we talked on Wednesday night with our students uh, of Jesus in the garden. So we're a little bit ahead of what we're doing in church, looking at you know the Easter story. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is in the garden and he's praying uh, to God about his circumstances, what he's getting ready to face. He says, Lord, if the cup can pass from me, let it be so. 
nevertheless, your will be done. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way, we make plans. Now, we're not getting into the fact that Jesus is God and he's praying to himself. And, you know, that's that's a little in the mud there. But but we make plans, but Jesus responds with, nevertheless, your will be done. And that needs to be our response. That's right. Nevertheless, my plans are second to what God's plans are and his kingdom is. And, you know, what he has for my life is more important than what I think that I need. Our main job as a follower of Christ is to wake up and make sure that everything is second mm-hmm. to Christ. Right. So number one is your walk. Here, here's another one, Noah. Uh, why don't you read again uh, the second encounter with the man in verse 59 yep. and in, 60. In verse 59, uh, he said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Wow. It's, um, again, pretty strong negative statement to a man that had one simple request. Mm -hmm. Let me go bury my father. And this one's interesting because Jesus approaches this man and says, follow me. Yes. Jesus is calling this man out, and the man says, let me go bury my father. Now, a few things. If his father had already died, he wouldn't have been there in in the crowd. Okay. So he would have been with his family, you know, mourning the death of his father. Right, right. So most understand this passage, not that the, the man's father died, but the man is saying, as soon as my responsibility with my father runs its course Mm -hmm. in five years, two years, 10 years, then, then I'll come follow you. Yeah. In other words, he put his responsibility to his father first and his responsibility to Christ second. Right. And and we know that this culture was different than how we understand culture. Yes. You know, we, we obviously, if, if, a loved one passes away, we've got an obligation to, to have the funeral and do stuff like that. The, the culture here was way different in that it was the, the, the son's responsibility to not only bury their father, but to take care of their estate, to, to get all of those affairs in order. And so this was a cultural thing that they had to go and do. Yes. And in a Jewish community, it was a very important, very strong responsibility mm-hmm. of the son to take care of the father, take care of the mother and to make sure that happened, especially the father. Yeah, and if you didn't, there was great shame that came upon you. Very much shame. Not just you, but your family. So what we have in conflict here, Jesus is not, as I said earlier, he's not saying don't go to a funeral. What Jesus is saying here is you've got to make a decision whether you're going to follow the the responsibilities of what the world puts on you Mm -hmm. or you're going to follow the command of the gospel right. and following me. And we have that same problem today. This world puts all kind of pressure mm-hmm. on every one of us to put things first that need to be second right. to Christ. Right. It's and it's we've talked about this before on the podcast. Where where is Jesus in your list of priorities? Mm-hmm. I think that was our last podcast that right. we talked about. Um, and this is the same way in, in your list of priorities, you know, worldly priorities, where is Jesus? Cause he, he has to be number one 
for you to be a follower of Christ and everything else has to fall behind that. So whether it's your cultural responsibilities, whatever the world puts on you, um, we talked earlier about whether it's work, your labor, um, those types of things, your, your, your money, your school, your friendships, and, and you can uh, dive into that a little bit more if you want, but all those things have to, have to be second in the pecking order of where Christ stands. You remember the old king of the mountain as a kid, you know, the, the dump truck, maybe your parents were working in the yard and the dump truck would come and, and pour a big and old pile of dirt, of mount, just a, a mountain, a mountain of, dirt. of dirt. Yes. And it is a magnet for a young kid. Oh, I don't yeah. know about you. And the best game is king of the mountain and somebody gets on the top and then the others try to dethrone him right. and take over who can stay on the top the longest. Well, let me tell you. The things of this, our responsibilities, when we put Christ at the top, our responsibilities are cr- always trying to dethrone Christ mm-hmm. as number one. And it's just like that game. And we have to work every day, whether it's our culture, our labor, our money, our school responsibilities, our friendships and the, the demands of friendships mm-hmm. and going here and going there and doing this and doing that. All of that, we have to daily make sure that that's second to the call of Christ. Right. I was never good at that game. <laughs> I was always really small. But I was small. Uh, that's okay. It was easy to uh-huh. dethrone me too, but mm-hmm. it, it was a fun game. Yes. So your walk has to be second. Your responsibilities have to be second. Now we have a, a third man that is encountered here in 61 and 62. It says, still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Wow. You know, um, Noah, if if I didn't come home tonight, uh, my wife would be blowing up my cell phone, mm-hmm. wondering what is going on. I don't think that was the case here. I don't think that that's what Jesus is saying. Like, okay, you come and follow me. And he says, hey, can I... Can I go tell my wife bye? No, she'll be all right. You just come on and follow right. me. There's more to it than that. Uh, we need to realize the hyperbole that's being betrayed here. Jesus did that a lot. There's mm-hmm. some other scriptures in the Sermon on the Mount. He talked about plucking out an eye and cutting off a hand and right. and um, if, if your hand offends you. And so he speaks that way. So we have to be very careful not to read too much into what he's saying, but then to understand exactly what right. he is saying. Right. Yeah. And in this particular uh, part here, you know, you've got the guy saying, Hey, let me go and say goodbye to my family. And we would read that and say, well, that's a, that's a reasonable request. You know, mm-hmm. like, let me go and, and say goodbye. And, and Jesus is like, no, you can't, you can't mm-hmm. say goodbye. And like you said, that's, that's a little bit of a hyperbole yet. There is that timeless truth there. And this is where we're we're going with this is that just like your walk and your responsibility, your your worldly responsibilities have to come second. So does your family when it comes to your relationship with Christ. Absolutely, and th- I think family is the biggest temptation to put first in our life. Mm. Now, family is a key responsibility for. I mean, I, I'm a father, and I'm and God has called me to that position, and I will stand before God one day about being the father to my children yeah, and, and being a husband 
to my wife. Yeah, just like it says in Ephesians 5, you know, right. you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. Like you've got that responsibility. We have that responsibility to to care for our families. That's not what Jesus is saying here. No. But even still, that is second in in our relationship with Christ. Yes. It's, it's kind of interesting that the man here wants to say goodbye to Jesus to go to his family. Right. And um and Jesus says no. It's also a reminder about Jesus said, whoever looks back, it's almost thinking about Lot's wife. Remember how she looked back? Mm-hmm. She looked back to her life, her old life and and what it was. And and as evil as as Sodom and Gomorrah was, as bad as it was, she looked back to her old life. We need to forget about what's behind us right. and look forward. We can't, you can't plow a field by looking back. Right. And I, I had to leave my home to go into full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. You're far away from your family. Yep. Um, and you're here in Bonifay, Florida, a long way from home. Uh, you, you have to plan it out for holidays to right. get, get the family, and they're kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. It, and all of that is caused by ministry. Right. You got to answer the call. That's right. And family has to be second. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast just talking about looking back. I was listening to another podcast this week with uh, uh, Willie Robertson was on there, and he Mm. was talking about his dad, Phil Robertson. If you know that story, uh, he was radically saved and and turned away from from his past, you know, difficulties, that that idea of repenting, turning away, following Jesus. But he never looked back. You know, it's one of those things where where sometimes people, um, you know, quote unquote, get saved uh, and then it's like, okay, well, just start going to church and continuing to do my my life as I am now, or a life as I was before. Yeah, we'll talk about Jesus sometimes. Well, when it becomes when it comes to following Jesus, you have to put away everything that is your past and follow Jesus. And sometimes that means sacrificing uh, your comfort. Sometimes that means sacrificing your culture. Um, but in all of those things, Christ has to come first, even above your family. Um, and you have to be pursuing him. We also know I have to be careful with our testimony, mm. that our testimony in this historical uh, response of everything that happened in our in the past, you say, you know what, my testimony is powerful because of what happened back there. The best testimony, the most powerful testimony, is what God is doing in your life right now. Right. People can relate to this right now. Look what God is doing in my life today mm-hmm. as a testimony, rather than going back a few years and and just harping on what He did back then. God God's still at work today, right? And and we need to put our hands to the plow and look forward to what the Lord is doing. Notice that in both of these last two, when when He said, "Let the dead bury the dead," but you proclaim the kingdom. So he, the focus. Is the kingdom of God, right? Not this earth. The focus is the kingdom of God, not looking back. Satan wants us to look back. Mm, yes, he's always wanting us to look back on how bad we were. God wants us to look forward to what He's going to do in our lives and what glory, what the glorious future that we have yeah. in heaven with Him. We got we got to look ahead. It says in Matthew chapter six. Um, 
In verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then you jump down to to verse 33 of, of the same chapter, and Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. And I ask my students all the time, whose kingdom are you building? Are you building your kingdom? Are you number one? Or are you building the kingdom of God and letting everything fall into order because you're seeking first his kingdom? And I think that's what Jesus is saying here is like, I've got to be first. You've got to be second. Mm-hmm. That's right. There was a, um, there's a website called I am second. Mm-hmm. I guess it's I am second.com. I am second.com. Yeah. I am second. All one kind of like one word. I am second.com. Mm-hmm. And from that website is incredible testimonies of people just sharing their testimony, how they put God number one and, and, and allowed him to become second. Mm-hmm. That came from a, in Texas, a man was riding by a billboard and on the billboard was a, a sports athlete that, that had won a championship. He was saying, I'm number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he saw that billboard and as he drove by it, <clears throat> He's like, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> you might think you're number one, but you're not number one. And from that billboard and from that drive to work came the website, I Am Second. Mm-hmm. And it's a great resource. We'll link, we'll link to it in the, the show notes on here, uh, IamSecond.com. And like you said, it's just full of, um, I'm looking here right now, Navy SEALs, uh, NASCAR drivers who are all saying, you know, my career, the things that I'm doing, none of those things matter uh, in the grand scheme of the kingdom because God matters most. He's yes. first, I'm second. And so check out that resource. It, it's just a good reminder and, and you know, being able to see some of these testimonies of, of God transforming lives. But, but in the same way, we need to be putting ourselves second and saying, I am second, God is first, his kingdom is greater, he is better than we are. Jesus said very clearly, what good is it for a man if he gains the whole world? And mm-hmm. what is gaining the whole world? Becoming number one. Right. But loses his soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to understand we are better off second. That's right. And God first. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Shelley. Uh, just a reminder that, that your walk, your responsibilities, your family, all of those need to come second in your life when you're following Jesus. Um, Jesus is using some some incredible examples here, but he's saying, what is the biggest cost of following Jesus? Well, you have to lay aside these priorities and say, no, Jesus is my number one. He's my priority. So we just want to encourage you to, to count the cost of following Jesus. And if you've got any questions about how you do that and what a relationship with him looks like, you can, you can contact us. You can go on our website and contact us and um, we, we'd love to get in touch with you and share with you how you can do that. Um, but for right now, Pastor Shelley, why don't you pray us out? Father, I just come before you today. Lord, we acknowledge that we need to be second and that you're number one. Lord, help us to understand every area of our life that we have put ahead of you. Lord, I pray for every person that's listening to this podcast. I pray today that they know you as their personal Lord and Savior that at this moment, that they will, uh, if they do not know you, that they will take self off the throne and put you on the throne. 
Lord, I pray that um, you will touch them, that you will come into their life, that you will save them and forgive them of their sins. Lord, we love you. You're number one, and we look forward to the glorious day when we're in heaven with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Shelley. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. That just helps other people see uh, you know, what, what's going on. Leave a review. Share it on social media. Uh, again, we, we want this uh, not, not for us to get any glory, but, but we want to give God glory in this podcast. And so uh, subscribe, leave a review, share it, get the word out for us. And always remember, Jesus is the answer.